Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive, Andy. It is the month of November. We are in uh, into the, uh, the heart of the NFL season. Uh, we're past the pivot point. Uh, we're at a place where I think... Uh, uh, a lot is known, uh, and the openers are pretty good. Uh, some might even say pretty tight, <laughs> and grinding an edge is that much harder. Yeah, this um, is a this is to, a d- yeah. NBA podcast now. We're gonna talk. <laughs> yeah, it, it is Ooh. tougher, and it's funny. I brought up maybe we'll just talk about this for a second. I know you got to get on a flight here in a bit, so maybe not forever. But I'm starting to like. Uh, that was the the project I was telling you about in the DMs today. I'm like, mm-hmm. I my numbers are the market numbers, pretty mm-hmm. much. I mean, they're not exactly, but they're, they're cl- close enough in most of the cases where yeah. it's like I got to start looking at matchups. So I'm starting mm-hmm. to look at some stuff. I've d- I, I did something semi similar on a much much lower scale with some college basketball once with some uh, some success and some first half bets, but I said I like. Certain teams, the matchups, you need a different, like, need to come up with some system of coefficients for, like, hey, this team is susceptible to this, and this team is not susceptible to this, and, you know, here's the market line for this game, and that's fine, but, I mean, the the, the Bengals maybe are the perfect example where if a team can't get a pass rush, they're going to beat the they're going to beat the tar out of your offensively if they're healthy. If they are going to get sacked 13 times because the other team has a good pass rush. You know, it's going to be lights out for Joe and the gang. So, looking at some matchup stuff, I'll I'll uh, I'll tweet through it maybe this week as I kind of work through that. It's going to be fun. It's a busy yeah. week because college basketball is coming right up, and I got to do some World Cup prep. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, my last nine bets were in Brazil series uh, series A. Whoa! Yeah, I got <laughs> okay. kind of got af- I kind of got after it today in Brazil. Um, so. I like uh, it, but, yeah, but uh, I, I still I have four bets I made on the NFL already this week. It's okay. not well. Let's talk. Let's give a little. Uh, let's give a little teeny glimpse of process. Then, um, yes, basically at this point, if your market, if your fares are broadly off market, you're probably doing something wrong. There's just not enough unknowns at this point, uh, outside of maybe how you rate a given quarterback who doesn't have a very big sample size yet, like a Sam Ellinger or something like that. Um, but for the most part, uh, you know, these are known quantities now, which means if you're making a bet on a team, it's because you think they're going to perform at a percentile that's greater than their median expectation. And that it comes down to a matchup advantage, disadvantage, or the way that you rate up players uh, availability, inavailability, uh, in terms of the importance to that team getting close to their median. So it's, it's a, it's a very kind of, you know, edges are finer. They're smaller. They are. That doesn't mean you can't win. Doesn't mean you can't still grind in a, you know, grind uh, a profit bet in the NFL. But it's starting to get very tough. Um, and with that, let's talk about a game that uh, I could not really grind, find an edge on. Didn't really even try. <laughs> it's this this might, yeah. We, we, I know. So, like, legitimately, you can see if you're watching this, you can see Drew is at an airport. He does have to catch a flight in like an hour and a half. I don't think we're going to be worried about getting to that flight. This might be a goddamn hour. Um, yeah, because be, because be there's quick. like there's legitimately four games where I'm not gonna have much to say on and uh, Gil, real quick question before we touch on this, Gil's asking Wong's might be better now. I mean, there's still there's still gonna be the same amount of variance. The market's gonna be you know closer to the median expectation, but probably yeah, uh, especially in these lower total games. I and I guess my general thought is. It's taken longer this year than in a normal year to sort the teams in terms of who's good and bad. And the middle class is so, so muddled that for whatever reason, you know, it's, it's just, it's been a bad year for Wong's. I, I don't think it's anything more than variance though. And this has just been a year where finding, finding stable ground has taken a little longer. I remember some years where I felt this way after like four weeks and here we are yeah. week nine and I finally feel like this. So, um, 
Philly at the Eagles is a mismatch on paper. It's a mismatch in, in the eyes of the market. 14-point spread for a Thursday night football game is pretty unbelievably large. Uh, I think uh, preseason this line would have been, what, six, seven? Definitely wasn't over a touchdown. Uh, we may have even talked about that on Sunday, and I've forgotten. Um, but uh, two touchdowns is warranted, considering the Eagles do everything well and the Texans do nothing well. Um, and I think a total of 45 and a half is basically telling you that the Eagles are going to score early and often and that they may let some uh, garbage time Texans points come in uh, and influence this total to the over. But, uh, you know, I, I you know that's betting on uh, a very specific game state, and if it takes the Eagles a little while to get going because they're running the beat, the, the bad, you know, the bad playbook because they're saving the good plays for a more competitive game, then uh, uh, you know, then that may be the reality here. Either way, uh, would expect the Eagles, not, you know, not expecting any kind of a shocking, you know, letdown here from them. Um, I but, think we uh, we could yeah. all whole podcast on double digit spreads in the NFL, like how how the game is completely different because I mean, even if a team has no idea what the spread is, like it's painfully apparent that they're a great team. Like there's not going to be a bad team. Well, I don't know. Tampa Bay was a double digit spread two weeks in a row, but I mean, for the most part, they know they're a good team. And especially at this point in the year, they know they're playing a bad team and the approach is not the same. This, you know, the approach is not going to be the same as when Buffalo went to Kansas city, you know, with some of these, big matchups like this. So it's, it is super interesting to, to see just, I mean, these are the ones, even if I don't bet on and obviously it's a Thursday night game, so I'm going to watch it no matter what, but if this were like, a, <laughs> you know, if this, if this were tucked into the noon slate on Sunday, this is one I'd, I'd probably like to watch anyway, just to get a feel for how the team is approaching it. Cause it, it is one where I think you can live bet it once you understand, uh, you know, how they're approaching the game. If they're, if they're just uh looking to get out of Dodge with a quick victory. Okay. Well, the uh, Eagles did not take their they, – they did not get caught with their pants down in a look mm-hmm. in a, a, a letdown spot last week against the Steelers. They came out and kicked ass. Um, Coach Nick Sirianni continues to have, be the market leader for Coach of the Year. Are you worried about anyone running him down from behind? Um, Dable losing helped. Uh, I've seen uh, somebody in the chat last week or on Sunday said something about Pete Carroll. He he's not getting any buzz. Um, people don't want to talk about Pete. I, I've heard no buzz, even on the media. It's it's been all about Gino, and I I probably want to give that offensive coordinator some credit because oh, yeah, it's Shane not just Waldron. like yeah yeah Shane it's Shade Waldron time. It's only his second year in the in that position. He came from a decent program. And last year so, he was handicapped by Russ. Yeah, so like uh, maybe Shane Waldron. Is there an <laughs> offensive ton- coordinator? That's tongue in cheek, by the way. Uh, there's I mean, not, he, but he'll get, he'll get some, he'll get some interviews. True. I he'll mean, get some he, interviews. he was, yeah. I mean, he was handicapped by an injured Russ. But yeah, Russ is now a finger. That yeah, was, that was a, tough, that was a tough Russ year for him. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I go, I want to give Andy? Shane Waldron some credit, but yeah. If P, if P Carroll wins it, that means the, uh, that means the Seahawks won the West. At which case I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah if, <laughs> if he, if, if he gets coach of the year. Yeah, Pete Carroll. Need, he probably I'll needs trade. the division win because the I'll Eagles trade. look. Eagles look like they're winning about uh, a Baker's dozen plus two. Like it's it's going to be hard to overcome Syria winning like 14, 15 games. Okay. Broncos country, let's tank Albino. That's funny. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a tough ask. I, I want to give Shane Waldron some shine. Um, yeah, Kevin O'Connell probably passes up Dable in the. In the ranking that the Vikings just keep beating beating teams, they're yeah. supposed to beat if this offense keeps improving. They can't s- slip up at all, though, because another loss, and it's going to be extremely tough for them to jump the Eagles for the one seed. I think the one seed of the NFC gets it. It's just a matter yeah. of who that is, and that, it's probably the Eagles right now. That's the tough part. Like the Vikings, Vikings maybe do something like 13 and four, and Kevin O'Connell wins seed. coach of the year like nine times out of 10. And it's you just can't Any, give it. You can't yeah, give it to him when yeah. Sirianni has a 15 win team. It's yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. hey, Peyton Manning, did you see the year he had? Yeah, Adrian Peterson just ran for 2000 yards on a rebuilt knee. Like, what are we gonna <laughs> What are we gonna do here? Can't do it. Yeah, can't. Yeah, we have to give it to another guy. All right, let's so, keep moving. Yeah, That's... first first half first half um, team total over. Otherwise, I'm staying away from that one. I'll bet it at halftime, and I'll bet some first touchdown scores. Yeah. Okay. So what? Uh, this game is weird. Uh, I read the market wrong. 
We talked about this on Sunday. It was at six. I said, I kind of like the Patriots. Uh, a little concerned it goes up to six and a half, maybe even seven. We blink, wake up the next morning, and it's come down to five and a half. That is people's impression of this Patriots team, even coming off of a win against the Jets where they covered. Um, they are willing to go and put their hard-earned money on Sam Ellinger on the road against Bill Belichick and that defense. And that is wild because Jonathan Taylor's not healthy. The Colts broadly are were sellers at the deadline. This is a team that is generally giving up and trying to figure out what they have to rebuild in the future uh, by moving on from Matt Ryan. And yet somebody thinks that they were value against the Patriots, which doesn't make me feel great. I bet the Pats in this spot, I think there will ultimately be support for the Patriots. Um, I think that they are kind of a bet on team just because I think you've got the worst possible uh, you know performance out of Mac Jones to this point in the season and that if anything he either stays where he is or improves uh, I'm banking on some improvement here um, and uh, so trying to buy a little low on Mac Jones by laying it with the Pats are you with me or is this a pass for you so the the trap that we fell into on Monday, the Monday night game was maybe a little bit of, hey, Belichick has, or this defense, this team in general, has had trouble with running quarterbacks. Ellinger can get after it with his legs. We didn't see it as much as maybe we will if Jonathan Taylor misses this game. That's another thing, though, too. You can say, oh, maybe he'll run more if you have Jonathan Taylor out. If you have Jonathan Taylor out, are you, are you really going to bet on the Colts? Is that you're going to bet a, you know, a backup, backup quarterback missing your 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 best piece, honestly, a guy who's like, you know, consensus number 1.5 fantasy draft running back all world guy who had massive stats last year. And he's, you're going to take him away from the offense and bet this team on the road with a young quarterback. It's scary. I, yeah. And, and Randy Mitchell in the chat's pointing out Ellinger isn't fields, which is crazy to say, yeah, cause like, right. we we're, we we're dogging on fields so much. And I saw that somebody was trying to go big cat, a barstool, big cat in the, on the Twitter today about Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. Cause they compared like their whole careers and like Justin Fields, you almost to, to dance Dan's credit. You do got to throw out last year. Like yeah. the Justin Fields we've seen the last four or five weeks is not the Justin Fields. No. Last and year. the like, fact the, that he has improved is an, is an important aspect. Yeah. The bear, the bears. I, do you yeah, want to get on? A, do you do you want to get on a whole diatribe of this right now? Because we're going to about no, to talk well, about once, Jets, once we get Jets to the Miami bears. game, we'll talk about okay. this. But that's 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 kind of what I'm saying. Like we got caught in the trap, but did we? It was just like, oh, we we ended up betting against the Bears right as the Bears started to figure out how to get this offense going, yeah. even without wide receivers, which is crazy. So yeah, they also recovered life. like 19 fumbles in that game, but you know. Yeah, a lot and a lot. I, a lot of smart people are in the Patriots. Such is life. I'm, I'm going to lose almost half my bets every year anyway. So Surely. that's uh, them's the breaks. And yeah, I, I can't bet Ellinger. I, I made a case against him. He's not PJ Walker. Is this actually PJ Walker? Wow, cool. I like this. Um, PJ Walker makes a very good point. He is no PJ Walker. Um, yeah, I bet the Patriots. It's low confidence. Trying to buy low on Mac Jones. That's about all there is to it. And you know, I get the added benefit of going against uh, a rookie on the road, making a first start on the road against the Bill Belichick coach defense. Um, so hopefully uh, this is a long day for Mr. Elliger. Uh Buffalo at New York Jets, 13-point spread, 46.5-point uh, total. Um, not a lot to say about this game except the Bills remain a truck. Um, that was a quasi-unimpressive win on Sunday Night Football against the Pack, Packers. Packers um, covered. Packers covered. Um, thanks to some kind of inopportune turnovers from Josh Allen. Uh, I don't think anything shakes his – that doesn't shake my confidence in his MVP case at all still or the fact that the Bills are going to get the one seed in the AFC. I project that as by far the most likely outcome of the season. Um, and uh, I think the Bills take care of business against the Jets team that does have some feisty, young, good, well-played, well-coached defensive talent um, but really is lacking in the quarterback department. And the Zach Wilson experience is – you know, we're closing in on – uh, sort of does he get bench territory here? Um, they're saying publicly giving him the dreaded vote of confidence. Um, but the reality is this team could probably compete for a wild card, if not get one with that, with this young core of talent, if Flacco was steering the ship. Um, Zach Wilson 
They invested in every, putting everything good around him. The opposite of the Fields experience, right? Fields, yeah. they said, look, we're going to give you nothing. And if you can create chicken salad out of chicken shit, then maybe we'll invest in you. And the Jets went oppo. And they said, we're going to give you everything. And if you can't even get it done with this, then we're moving on. And I think we're closing in on that because the lows that we've seen consistently from, from Wilson have been um, untenable. You just, you, he needs to show some growth, some improvement, particularly out of structure where he is like horrifically bad with the football in his hands. I, I feel like the coach, you could hear the coaches groan and clench uh, when the pocket breaks down and he's scrambling around behind the field and he tries to throw the ball away last week and it gets picked. Like, I, I mean, like that kind of stuff is just backbreaking, especially for a young team like this. If you aren't holding your quarterback accountable, then you lose the rest of that young locker room. So uh, Wilson's time is nearing an end. And uh, I don't think this is obviously a very good opportunity for him to try to bounce back against the best team in the league. We'll say you. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen was really mad at the end. Of, like in his interview, he, he could tell he was, he was keeping it. It wasn't like pissed, but you could tell he was very disappointed in his performance in a game where there was never a doubt he was going to win. The, the I mean, even the, the Green Bay just kind of handed them the, hey, you guys can coast. Like here, we're down by 17, but we're going to start this drive with six straight runs. So if you guys want to just coast, that's fine. Go ahead. We'll call gonna, off the dogs. We're gonna let you like put in put in Case Keenum, guys. Let's get in. Yeah, yeah, we kind of want to get Jordan Love some reps. So I'm I'm <laughs> kind of I I can lean towards a Bills first half. Yeah, I struggle with these big spreads, but I do think Josh Allen was super disappointed in his performance. Comes out the the offense looks good for the first half, but I I can't bet this full game spread because who knows if he even plays in the fourth quarter. Although the Jets from behind, even in garbage time, against a, a pass rush that can get after it, and the secondary that's starting to get healthy, there's talk of White coming back soon. Maybe this week, I don't know. So possible Ooh. some Bills first half Bills first half team total over. So you're looking at a, what, 23 plus 6, 29. So like a, maybe a 16 and a half first half. That's, ooh, that's a bunch. Three scores. Three scores in the first half is a lot. I might, I might just play... Jets don't do shit, and uh, the Bills cover the first half. There you go. I like that. Um, yeah, no other opinion on this game. Uh, just watching for the Zach Wilson confidence issues uh, to rear their ugly head. Um, a young quarterback that the game is slowing down for uh, is at home hosting the Miami Dolphins, and that is the uh, the aforementioned Justin Fields of the 3-5 and five Chicago Bears, who is a five-point dog. In Soldier Field, total sitting at 45 and a half. A um, little bit of momentum for the Miami Dolphins in the betting market this week after they trade for Bradley Chubb. Not in the futures market, per se, but in this game. Um, yeah. Dolphins did the same thing that um, the Eagles did last year in the offseason, and they said, you know what? We're going to find out one way or the other if we have our quarterback because we are going to put elite pieces around him and invest all of our future assets in trying to answer the question of, is Tua our guy? Tua is a guy. Tua is a guy. Health still an issue, question mark, for, with him. But other than that, he's answered every other question. Uh, and now he takes on a Bears defense that has just traded their two better players in their front seven, I guess. So definitely their best player in the front seven. Um, but they still, you know, they still have some decent cover corners and safeties and some young players in the secondary who are noteworthy. Um, but the Bears, I think, did something interesting this week in trading for, for uh, Chase Claypool. Um, Claypool is a, a very... Um, He's a tough case to study because his his formative years have been spent with uh, a the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger and whatever the fuck is going on this year uh, with the Steelers offense. So he's a very raw product, but at the same time has had the coaching and development of the best, um, you know, just sort of the best organization in terms of developing wide receiver talent. Uh, so by trading for him, you do shortcut the development process in getting a weapon to young weapon to pair with Fields. Uh, so I don't mind that they overpaid like a motherfucker to get him. Um, but at the same time, this helps you evaluate not only what to do going forward with the wide receiver room, because you can better evaluate Mooney if you have a second you know, option out there. And you can better evaluate Justin Fields and see if he continues to develop in the passing game. The big, big difference with Fields in the last handful of starts versus what we saw from him last year and the beginning of this year is the game does appear to be slowing down for him which is to say even under incredible duress behind the worst offensive line of football, he is processing what to do. 
And not every throw is perfect, but he is at least making much better decisions. He is being more instinctual about when to run the ball, which is making a huge difference in sustaining drive success. And this is, is this a long-term way to succeed at quarterback in the NFL? Probably not. Um, but, you know, at a minimum, if you put young, good pieces around this him on this offense, and oh, by the way, the coaching staff looks good in Chicago. They might have hit on a coach and an offensive coordinator there. Um, I understand entirely why the fan base in general feels like uh, there's some, some, some buzz, some excitement. Are you there with these guys? I wonder about that. I'm I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking a little more about the the Packers now that we haven't talked about yet. But you wonder if Luke Getzey was uh, part of why that offense kind of hummed last. Because, and I yes, losing Devontae Adams is probably more important than losing Luke Getzey. Sure, but um, what he's been able to do from the beginning of the season till now, improving the offense where he had very little to work with. I'm, I'm going to give some credit to Luke Getzey, the offensive coordinator on there, and. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some maybe take some credit uh, from Green Bay and say like, is Lafleur actually good or was it was that a Getsy offense? That's gonna be my <laughs> that'll be my off season conspiracy theory. I bet this over forty five. Um, yeah, I think, I think you can still find this. The Dolphins, while I love the addition of Bradley Chubb, and I think he probably is somebody you can plug right in because he's a pass rusher. And it's not like he has to learn complicated coverage schemes. It's like, hey, put him in on third downs. Don't make him cover tight ends. Don't make him drop back. Just let him try to kill quarterbacks. And and Jeff Wilson was a nice move too. Actually, that's probably I like that one actually better. They needed a decent running back. And sure. They kind of went in on this, but um, the Bears defense traded away some decent pieces. This Miami offense looks like it's going to get going if two is healthy. And the Bears offense taking a step forward. I'm still not in love with uh, the Miami defense until it's fully congealed and healthy. So I thought this total was low by a couple points. Yeah. You know what? Um, (laughs) Biggest downgrade, the biggest downgrade of any team, not just during the trade deadline, but based on what we saw from a production standpoint last week of any unit in the NFL for me was the Bears defense. I had those guys rated too high. They are not good. And now without Roquan Smith and without really, you know, kind of playing a little bit of, um, what's the right word? Uh, not, you know, they, they're, they're in development mode. Uh, they're not getting a lot of stops. Uh, there may be, maybe they'll force some turnovers, um, but this is a bad matchup. For them. And uh, again, I, I've, I've loved the scripted stuff the Dolphins have done. Uh, I like the weapons that they have offensively. So uh, with you 100%, this is an over or, or pass. Uh, and if I had to get involved with the side, I would take the points with the Bears, but I would feel pretty, uh, feel pretty. Bears, uh, Bears D is quiet quitting. That's funny. Quiet quitting. Topical, Thank you, James. topical James Cole. Thank um, you, James. And then somebody, I, I want to scoot up. Somebody pointed out that, yeah, Jeff Wilson uh, coming from a Shanahan system. Oh, yeah. Plug <laughs> and play. That's, that's, a, that's another just plug and play. Guess what? Yeah. This is uh this is your offensive coordinator last year, buddy. So. Wilson Wilson and Mostert reunited with their running backs coach, right? Reunited. Or the running game coordinator. <laughs> yeah. Feels good. Amazing. All right. Minnesota Tyreek, and Washington. And Tyreek does have a chance. Tyreek needs to get in the goddamn end zone, though. Uh, uh, to- both both Jefferson and Tyreek have put up some very nice numbers. They need some yeah. goddamn touchdowns. To he get- needs to get in the end zone and he needs to like save like an orphanage. You know, he needs like a, like an orphanage full of kids and uh, you know a bus full well, of like kind of orphan kids, not the one full of like clocks. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and a bus a bus full of orphan kids. He needs to somehow save them from driving off of a cliff uh, and get in the good graces of football media mind you know mind hive in order to get the consideration. I thought he had a good case, but considering how oh, yeah, incredible people forget he's, he's been, a criminal. People. He's been so, so, so unbelievably game-breaking this year and exceeded expectations in every which way, and he's getting no buzz because he's not well-liked. And I think, <laughs> I think actually, in the OPOY market, and we'll get to this, I think that he cock-blocks every other wide receiver from getting consideration for that award. Right, if he's clearly the best wide receiver, I, I really, and like, you're like, I am not voting for that so, asshole. So like, real, that, that, real quickly. That, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sirianni, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Saquon, um, 
Dallas, like uh, Micah Parsons. Parsons, yes. Probably Sauce, but maybe Tariq if he has something. That's probably a split. Sauce, Sauce with the edge right now. Tariq, Tariq Woolen has a as a as a case, and then who knows for offensive rookie of the year? Walker, Truthfully. Walker, 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 Walker. Yeah. If he continues, but if they take a step back, you know, there's there's a chance for a picket. Picket should be dead. Like he's just not any good. No, uh, I think Hurts is. Yeah, Gino, Gino, has a, Gino has a case. That's the other thing, too. If Hurts, Gino wins Hurts comeback the player of the year. Yeah, Hurts, He's live. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely Offensive live. player of the year is, okay. is a little, is a little so here's, And then, yeah, offensive okay. rookie of the year, like Dan is saying, is the only one that's crazy no, wide it's, open. It's, I, think, I think, so again, here, you got to think about how these awards get doled out, right? You sit down with your ballot, if you're one of the award voters, and you're like, what teams do I want to recognize? And then you make sure you have one you know, one individual yeah. from every team you want recognized. So MVP is the easiest. Well, the Bills were the best team. I'm giving my MVP vote to Josh Allen. The Bills covered. Right, you know, scratch off every other Bill, unless they are that much better than every other team. That then maybe McDermott gets consideration. Then they're like, okay, well, we need to recognize the Eagles. Easiest way to do that is Sirianni, coach of the year, in my opinion. Making Hurts offensive player of the year when he's you know, his running. He's about to play statistics. a primetime. Like, he's going to get a few primetime games here. That's going to help. Uh, I don't I, think I, I that get it. His, Off- his, offensive player yeah. of the year is the second most wide open, I think. He, he's not going to lead. I don't think he's going to lead in any statistical category for the quarterbacks, which is going to hurt him. Yeah. You know, he's not going to lead in yards, touchdown passes. He's not going to lead in rushing yards or rushing touchdowns, I don't think. Um, maybe rushing touchdowns he's leading, but he's got a longer case than then I, I would not make him the favorite um so i think ultimately there is a running back to make a case for but we will put a pin in that and revisit it at the end of this podcast um minnesota at washington played this over read the market wrong got a bad number feel like shit about it but i still like the over where are you on this uh i echo those sentiments <laughs> we played this on sunday um it's been a while since we. This you know, defense it, is both. Suck. We've we've lost a lot of Sunday openers that we've had, but it's been yeah. a while since a Sunday opener moved against us. That's maybe true. A, You're right. Maybe this is a good sign. We've gotten good some sign. good numbers, dude. I I got the best in number by like three damn points in that Raiders over. It didn't matter, but didn't matter. Um, yes, I again this Vikings defense has some names on it, and Zadarius Smith is getting after it like nobody else right now. He is getting almost as much pressure on quarterbacks as anyone in the league. And he's in he, last week. He finished a couple. He looked really good. Fuck. Did he win? Like uh, he should have won like a defensive player of the year for the NFC or something. I don't know who actually. Yeah. Zedaria Smith was Zedaria Smith was the defensive player. Was there. he? I don't pay attention. Those awards are so fucking meaningless, but he was, he, he's okay. Har- Harrison Smith is still a force. He's still a very good safety back there. The rest of this defense is not good. They've played some bad teams. They played the Bears early before they got going. They played the they played the uh, Lions in a spot where they you know still gave up a bunch of points. They gave up a bunch to the Cardinals. They, three games I mentioned that they were losing at one point, and then yeah. once they once they get going, you know later it's like oh okay the Vikings come out strong, then they give up the lead and then they come back. <laughs> <laughs> and in that, in that rinse repeat, rinse repeat. Yeah, rinse, if, repeat. if we're gonna rinse and repeat that, I don't know how we stay under forty-five points in this one. I don't either. Again, I, and I really like it, it. Was it was a it was a tougher defense they faced last week. Granted, you know they only had ten points going into that final drive. The Commanders, I don't know, like how do you expect them to you know, uh, score twenty, twenty-one? However much you think you need them to get this get this over, but. I, I think just another week of Heineke against a worse defense. I have the Vikings defense worse than Indy. Like yep. I, I, at home, I think Heineke, McLaurin, Samuel, the running backs, like they get something going against the secondary. Yeah. And the Vikings offense, five for five in the red zone. Yeah. Like we said, if KOC is getting something going finally, watch out. I like his Vikings. red. Yeah. Yeah. This Vikings like his, offense yeah. was very efficient last week. Yeah. And their red zone, their red zone looks especially were very creative. Uh, I think. Um, uh, this has all the makings of Vikings comeback win in the fourth quarter, right? Like, yeah, the half is pointing. So, yeah. Yeah. the half is pointing, and Vikes gonna show the vanilla plays this week to try off to show off against Buffalo next week. That's possible. If they do that, they're gonna get behind, and they're gonna they're, have yeah, they're to. Gonna have to, yeah. This is like a score and answer kind of deal. I really think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Excuse uh, 
by the way, as you know, special teams player of the week last week uh, was not the Giants punt returner. (laughs) It was Will Disley of Seattle, uh, who I think recovered a couple of of those fumbled punts. Um, Moving on to Green Bay at Detroit. Uh, Boy, dude. Everything. This is is a buy low spot in the Packers, isn't it? I mean, it's supposed to be, but it's three and a half on the road. With that offense, good God. Do you remember um, what I said about the, the Miami Dolphins? Do I feel differently about than I did a couple weeks ago? But I said, Yes, hey, I do. I said, I can't bet the Miami Dolphins laying over a field goal on the road, even against a bad Lions defense. They won by four. Yes, yes. That was yes, yes. a very Rinse. median outcome. And, and repeat. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. In, in what yeah. world right now is the current iteration of the Packers offense better than Tua Waddle Reek and everything going on down there? Like this is a this is an offense that is fully predicated on running the ball. And yes, you can do whatever you want against the like the the Lions game. And Harrison, yes, I did bet the over in the Vikings game. Points, points, points. Hoping for some hopefully Samuel can catch some balls, but um I guess the Packers likely move the ball, but the Packers' offense is really rough too. Or defense, yeah. excuse me. The defense took a big step back. Yeah. The Lions, you know, they lose Hawk to the Vikings. We didn't even mention him in the Vikes breakdown. I'm not sure how much action he sees, but the Lions, Swift, maybe not 100%. That's why I think this total is coming down to the Lions, when they're healthy, are a crazy over team. Like they're a yeah. lot of fun. When they're not healthy, these games are going to get ugly weird like the Patriots <laughs> one yeah. um so I, I I felt like I wanted to bet this under uh I, I can't won't. bet this yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've flirted with Lions unders a lot this season and I'm thankful that I have not pulled the trigger because I feel like everyone I've gotten close on would have lost um between these two teams if I told you one of them salvages some semblance of their season I kind of feel like the Lions are the more likely of those two, and and it's funny because they shouldn't. They like, shouldn't they, be. They should. I'm not saying. Right? No, I'm not saying that they like. I'm not yeah. like. Tra- I'm not going to try to sell you on fifty to one to win the North. Um, I'm not going to say, but they, uh, but there's there, there are people there are people there are people there that have to that have to start winning to save their jobs. Um, so I don't know that they are really and truly tanking. Um, I think. But I think, like, as I look at their results, like, yeah, their defense has been fucking terrible. But, like, they have been closer as a team to actually putting together winning football than the Packers have. Like, the Packers have had just some miserable games. And I don't know why, but I just I feel like the Lions are closer. Um, and I, yeah, can't get involved with the Packers at three and a half. Not against a team that at least has sort of a physical good offensive line and can kind of give you some sort of rushing attack against that, uh, that soft unit. So um, not time. I'm not interested in buying low on Packers here, but the market was, cause this has moved from three to three and a half. Yeah. So, and I get, yes, the Packers are a short favorite here, but it's close enough where they could, they could absolutely lose this game. It's a road game. They've looked terrible. And the, so the Vikings are a short road favorite as well. If those two outcomes turn out, Packers drop a game, Vikings win theirs, and then the Dolphins take care of business. The Vikings essentially have the division; like they'll be yeah, three over, and yeah. three and zero in the division already with like a four yeah. and a half game lead. It's it's lunacy how how wide uh, that, margin yeah. just the gifts been giving to Minnesota because it's still I, yeah. I I'm I'm trying to sell myself on all right KOC is. Is is it's sometimes it's not just instant. He doesn't just show up from LA and the offense is fixed. Sometimes it takes a bit. Maybe you know it took all the way to the bye week. What we saw last week is what we're going to get. At least you know eighty to ninety percent of what we saw last week is what you're getting from this offense when it works out. And if that's the case, good for them. But if it's not, like it's maybe not that great of a team to be just coasting to a division win. Well, Andy. You, you you want to know as we sit here this moment, my two most likely division winners? By my Buffalo? No. I suppose Miami's not too far back. No. Minnesota and Tennessee. 
two absolute, yeah. two absolute yeah. are these teams gonna... good? Two absolute are these teams good? Like, seriously, are these teams any good? One of them is 13-point dogs this weekend. Yeah, I was going to um, say Tennessee is a division-leading 13-point <laughs> underdog. <laughs> Amazing. Unbelievable. Um, but you're right. This is, you know, a Lions win here, basically. This is, you know, put a nail on it. It's over. Vikings win the North. Um, yeah. Uh, this is, I should mention situationally, this is an awful spot for the Packers. Third straight road game. Yeah. Uh, also, like, third straight road game and recently have traveled to London. Um, that's what's kind of keeping me off the buy low spot. Plus the fact that yeah. they suck balls. <laughs> like just the, Those the two offense, factors alone. Yeah, the, Those the two off- factors alone. Yes. <laughs> they've they have one of the a generational quarterback, and they've turned into an offense that, oh man, we have to run the ball to make anything happen. Like if we yeah. want to have any successful yeah. plays and get a new series of downs, we have to run the ball two out of three plays. Yeah, we desperately need. AJ Dillon to get to four yards per carry. That's, if we're going to succeed, <laughs> not not what they probably not how you want to. Not I did preseason. We did envision Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon getting very involved, but we they said haven't been good. We said as slot receivers. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, right, right. Yeah, Aaron Jones has been amazing in the passing game, but they're not utilizing him enough. No. Ugh, weird, 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 weird. Let's keep moving. Um, Chargers are one of the only early team sides I took this week at three. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't gotten a ton of support on the injury report, and I didn't super expect it. This is not a sophisticated handicap. I just have a high rating on Justin Herbert. I think that uh, most of what we've seen from him this season was a recovery from a significant injury not necessarily a de- degradation of his perform- you know his skill i think he is good enough to get it done with the likes of the palmers um and the uh what's the other guy uh who he's going to have to lean on palmer just cleared concussion protocol so he doesn't have a ton of, ton of reps there's not going to be a keenan allen in this game there's not going to be a mike williams it's going to be They're gerald right. Everett show it's going to be palmer it's going to be uh uh what's that? i forget any lot of that guy's name michael bandy no not him <laughs> Uh, like there's another trainer. wide receiver with the name that's super close to Palmer. Anyway, um, a Carter, Carter. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, DeAndre Carter, Carter, Palmer, Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler, a lot Austin of Austin Eckler should have the most targets of anyone in this game. Yeah. A lot of errors in this game. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of Justin Herbert carving a defense that's missing. It's most important pieces in the secondary, um, to the tune that they had to trade for a guy that lost his starting job for this, for the Kansas city chiefs, just to have, you know, warm bodies to trot out there for the secondary, um, Falcons, probably the most fraudulent four and four going, uh, I don't think that with one-dimensional running attack, you can succeed long-term in the NFL. I don't think with two weeks to prep uh, that Staley's not going to have some answer to make his defense look a little bit better uh, against a one-dimensional offense. Um, and, uh, you know, if ultimately the Falcons pull the old, uh, you know, switcheroo and are leaning heavily into the passing game in this one and catch the Chargers a little by surprise, I still like the upgrade that they have now in the secondary by getting rid of, or, you know, by not having JC Jackson involved. He's obviously out with injury, um, but uh, still a really, really strong secondary. Uh, hopefully that this is uh, one way action Chargers. You think that there's a better angle to bet, though? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I really love the offensive matchup. The, the prep time, the A.J. Terrell injury, is that's not happening. Jalen Hawkins is practicing. I don't I – Oh, don't, yeah? What's, how much is he worth the line? Nothing. Like, okay, it, it helps. <laughs> it helps. But like, it's not a bad I'm, thing. I'm, I'm saying it's not, it's not guess, all yeah. doom and gloom for Atlanta's defense, but yeah. A.J. Terrell probably not paying, hmm. playing. And uh, the, yeah. the Falcons – I'm not sure they'll play uh, Patterson. I really actually doubt they would bring him back this quick. They have another game on Thursday. Um, that's where I would bring him back, but it's it maybe doesn't matter. They have other running backs that have shown success against defenses that can be exposed uh, through the run game. I think they're going to get their way on the ground, and okay. I, I did bet, I bet I bet a cheap over 50 in this. So that's good. I'm on, that's I'm on a good over. Okay. Um, both of those are fair. I don't think that this is going to be a ball control no show for either of these offenses. Um, this is going to be score, score, score. 
excited no, hope, to see hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully just, it's yeah. just like, yeah, hopefully it's like 38-20. I'm just excited for people to come out of this game with the, oh, I forgot about Justin Herbert. Um, oh, my gosh, he's back. He looks better. Uh, oh, my gosh. They made a couple of adjustments in terms of roles and responsibilities on the offensive line. And it's not, a, you know, it's not a horror show anymore. Um, you know, and I'm also excited for people to realize the Chargers are in the mix still for a playoff spot in the AFC. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I mean, they have, winning, they have a winning record. They're not that yeah. far out. Yeah. OK. Let's go. Super Chargers. Uh, Pass on this one. Uh, there's been a little bit of momentum in favor of the Panthers here against at the Bengals. We're of course talking about the two and six PJ Walker led Panthers at the four and four Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals broke my heart on uh, Monday. That was awful. Um, this team puked all of the equity that they had after their slow start and those hard fought wins with just an absolute no show against the Browns defense, especially was uh, an embarrassment, even though they'd gotten a couple of uh, important players back. Now they lose a cornerback, uh, probably their better cornerback as their CB one basically is gone for the year, which sucks for the Bengals. Um, Jamar chase still has a multitude of weeks of recovery before he comes back. So this is the T Higgins, Tyler Boyd only, uh, show through the air. Um, Offensive line still not coming together for Cincy yet. They are seven point favorites, and uh, <laughs> PJ Walker says himself he's going to whip that Bengal ass like Joe Exotic. Um, the, Joe Exotic, of course, is the Tiger King. If you for, if you forgot about that flash in the pan Netflix show that happened during uh, the pandemic, I I have a I have a sidebar here. So some the only time I'll watch actual TV is if it's on after a sporting event. And I, sometimes I'll catch the news after like a, a late primetime game. And I'm watching the news. And they're like, after the break, we'll talk about how a, a local, you know, animal rescue thing is, is helping tigers out of the Ukraine who are displaced by war. And that was the, that was the, that was the whatever that's a you know it's a fluff piece, but they they totally buried the lead. They're like, you know, they haven't actually shipped any tigers from the Ukraine here yet. They're going to. They're in like England right now. They are saving tigers who are displaced by the war. But they said at this sanctuary in Minnesota right now, um, they showed like here's a pair of tigers that were taken from, and it was like. Tiger King Sanctuary in Oklahoma. And I'd look, I'm like, like, you're not even oh, going to mention that it's like the Tiger King. Like, that's where this is, like, that's how this is uh, filling up the tigers. So it just killed me. I had to rewind that. I'm like, are they talking about the same place? But regardless, yes, my, uh, the Battle of the Cats here, I did take some Panthers, like you said, missing a secondary, not the second, not a secondary piece, the secondary piece for the Bengals. And on the flip yeah. side, Jeremy Chin, Possible, yeah. possible back. Brian Burns is. If you're on a better team, yeah, he'd be, he'd be getting a lot of buzz. Like he did get a lot of buzz in the trade market, and I think Carolina oh, probably yeah. smart to hold. He on almost, him. he almost got double the compensation that the Broncos got for Bradley Chubb. Yeah, Brian Brian Burns is Brian Burns is very good. This so this Panthers team is horseshit. They're not good, but that's because you just traded away Christian McCaffrey. You traded away Robbie. Like you, you traded away some offensive pieces because you're in tank mode. That's fine. You really, really effed up at quarterback. Luckily, you had a savior come back from the NFL and save you a little here. But this defense is actually kind of good. Like there's some pretty decent pieces on this defense. Like Andy, they just gave up like a million points to the Falcons. I'm like, yeah, it's not saying they're great, but they have some pieces they can they can match up against a team like this. And what we saw from that offense, if you can get after the pass rush and you have anything in your secondary, apparently you can slow down this Bengals team. It is at Cincinnati. I'm not saying the Panthers win, but I bet a seven and a half here. I think this nice. is an ugly game, and I think P.J. Walker is able to attack this depleted secondary a little right now. So, Jesus, like, I feel gross, but this, yeah. one, this one, I'm like, why isn't this six and a half? Yeah, P.J. Walker is on might be good watch, officially. Yeah. I like that look. Uh, Vegas at the Jags, impossible handicap. Your guess is as good as mine. Are I, the Jags uh, good or are they ass? Uh, are the Raiders uh, going to benefit from staying on the East Coast all week? Or uh, is this a team that Josh McDaniels is already losing? Um, 
what what are the Raiders? What is their identity? Uh, is are they feeling any pressure? Do we lose Drew? Two and two and five record here. You get a text. Um, I got a phone call. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shower fart game of the week. Um, yeah, really, really no strong read here uh, on what we do with either of these teams. But uh, um, yeah, two lost seasons. Don't know. Don't don't really know what to say. I bet on the Raiders over last week. I got punched in the mouth so hard by that team. <laughs> I have no read on the Raiders. If there was a team I had less of a read on, it would probably be the Jaguars. There yeah. were two teams I was kind of high on. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has looked kind of lost. He hasn't improved like we thought we'd see this year. The defense has some fun young players, but hasn't gelled enough to be called good at this point. Your guess is as good as mine. Either team could win by like three touchdowns, and I would be just like, yep. That's okay. That was that was something that happened, and I'm not surprised. I have zero read on either of these teams, and I think sometimes that's fine. Like my numbers say this, yeah, this game should be, uh, you know, within a field goal one way or the other, and that's where the number is. I, if you gave me money to bet this game, I would just abscond with it. You'd never hear from me again. Yeah, I would just run away. Actually, you know what? I, I would bet the Jaguars money line. They're at home and they're an underdog. Like if you made me bet this, so I I will not bet this. You can't make me. And yeah, I don't have a <laughs> I don't have a good understanding. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, best of luck to whoever ultimately doesn't win that game. Um, Seahawks at Cardinals. Uh, my ratings obviously make the Seahawks better than the Cardinals. And I don't give the Cardinals a ton of home field advantage. So one might wonder, did you bet the Seahawks? And I will say, yes, I did. Um, but I didn't stake as much as I have been because the edge is not as big as it has been. Um, Seahawks were meaningful dogs to this team. Talk, at talk me into this because I wanted ago. to bet this on Sunday. I mean, it's just a matter of the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are on quit watch. They really are. Um, Kyler Murray literally tanking to get Cliff Kingsbury fired feels imminent. Like, like it may happen this week. It may happen in a couple of weeks, but uh, that ke- the chemistry is just the, the magic is gone. Uh, Murray got paid and he is the ultimately the immovable piece there. Uh, the GM and the coach still can be, uh, you know, can be flexed out. And I think Kyler Murray is going to figure out exactly how much power he has with that, with that franchise. Um Similarly, the Cardinals don't match up well against the Seahawks defensively. The Seahawks defense is playing fucking great, man. They are really playing great. Did you yeah. know that they were, I think they were by EPA per play, the number three defense in the second quarter of the season. If you Do you remember how long I eight, talked about their defense oh in the in the preseason pod? Oh, yeah. For sure, because it was because it, it was all it was it was all talentless nobodies, and yeah. they, they were like, "You're really gonna expect that some." cornerbacks that you drafted you're going to start right away that they're going to be able to be competent nfl contributors no way but Pete carroll had a different vision and that is that i'm going to you know hands on coach these guys up and make sure that they are players and they are getting better every week and they didn't lose confidence in themselves even after a terrible start to the season uh and uh geno smith is you know emerged as a bona fide nfl player like somebody was gonna you know in this vacuum of good quarterback play in the nfl somebody was gonna step into the void and it was geno smith and uh he is that guy and he's got dk metcalf playing for him but dk metcalf as we were joking like seemed fine he looks good ken wow. walker the third ken walker the third offensive rookie of the year for my money uh he's got yeah, right the, now he he, is. He, he, he's the guy that gets tagged Somebody really wants to text you right yes. now. Somebody is you. Really, yeah, somebody is really, really desperately trying to get in touch with me. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, anyway, yeah. I, I, yeah. The, the case for, is and not for, super for those strong. Of you, because, drop it in yeah. the chat here. For those of you teasing this game, what are you teasing it with? Great question. There's not a really good partner unless you wanted to use the Jags. And both of these games are a totals closer to 50 that makes me a little sketched out you know the Bengals are around a seven and a half but like i've just mentioned i'm not super excited about betting on the Bengals right now in this matchup i'm uh, i hate doing something like this but i'm half tempted to take a like bill six and a half seahawks plus eight teaser very unwong like but 
I'm uh I'm I'm not I'm not yeah, Washington sicko mode. There you go. Non-wong buffalo. Look at that. Gills on the same page as me. So yeah, Falcons, that's that's maybe not the worst look. So and yeah, a couple of people are saying the Bills. I'm gonna put a teaser. Smaller, so I'm gonna normally what I would bet on the Seahawks here. I'm gonna take half, bet the money line, and I'm gonna bet half on a Beefalo minus six and a half Seahawks plus eight. Wait, teaser. Okay. It's in. Okay. Um Let's go Seahawks. Just do not disappoint me. Don't let me. Don't let me down. Uh, carry on, carry on, you mighty, carry on, you mighty Ballhawks. Um, Rams, Bucks played an over. Uh, don't love either defense here. Uh, Buccaneers in particular, the loss of Shaq Barrett matters to me. Secondary hurt matters to me. Um, and I think in general, Rams mat- matched up uh, the. Uh, Rams in general match up uh, well against uh, 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 the Buccaneers in terms of defensive scheme. So, um, you know, I, I I I will rejoin in just a second, but uh, I, I gotta I gotta return this call. It's an absolute emergency, and then uh, I'll be right back. So you set up Rams Bucks. Sorry. <laughs> this is funny. Secret pod play. Let's talk about that because it would be a secret if Drew weren't here. And look at this, my. People are my edges are showing. Um, not that I had any edges. I had a winning week last week. I guess I had a couple edges. We'll have to work on that secret pod play. So I was super tempted by this over too. These are teams that have a bunch of star power. They were supposed to be good offenses, and the defenses are struggling. The Rams defense struggled. The Bucks, like we said, lost Shaq Barrett. That's going to be a big problem for them. But man, man, man. I struggled to get behind either of these offenses. Cooper Cup did not practice today. We've seen just Tom Brady again. We talked about this a couple times for, what, three weeks now, just not on the same page. They can't run the ball. The Rams can't really run the ball either. They're um, Also, if anyone has any info on, like, the Cam Akers thing, like why he, the team and him hate each other, um, I, I know they're calling it like a, a purse or a, personal issue or whatever they want to call it, just personal. He's taking time off or personal reasons for some of the injury stuff, which is what they're doing right now in the Texans game as well with Brandon cooks. But I don't know. uh, I don't know what the deal is with him. And he wasn't good when he was throwing the ball at house coach's wife picks. I have no idea. It might be a taste of mill situation. So I can't get excited about either of these offense. I understand Drew playing it. Maybe it's the the low bounce in the market. These offenses do finally pick it up against some some decent uh some decent matchups for them against the 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 shitty Rams defense, honestly, at this point, and a Tampa Bay defense that just has suffered another entry at this point. And I don't know uh, what the Antoine Winfield situation is. I think it might be another week. He wasn't in practice today. Uh, Barrett isn't going to be in practice for a long time with that injury. So I'm, uh, I can't bet this game either. We'll let Drew maybe sell it when he comes back, if he ever does come back. But I'm, for these reasons, I am out on this one. I'm done betting these games unless it's a, you know, unless the Rams want to play the Niners a third time and let me just bet on the Niners again because that one felt so stupid easy after after the fact and maybe before the fact too. So it is a it's a case where I would probably take the dog if he made me bet aside here. Um, yeah, the box offense just can't seem to get moving even against teams they should. Like the the fact that and I did talk up the Carolina defense, but the fact that they scored three points there dropped a touchdown, I guess. So maybe they maybe they do get it moving, but I'm not gonna find out with any real money. Um Kansas. Ah, we're just gonna skip to the Kansas City game. Cause I bet it. I bet a I bet a 13 here. Um I don't know if there's a real bit you can say like, yeah, 13's kind of key. Maybe I should check. It might even be a 12 and a half. But this is one of those two where there's not a big difference between 11, 12, 12 and a half, 13, all of this. Like just anything over 10 for me here. This is a spot, too, where 
I guess the Chiefs are very good, and we've seen it three or four times where they've really trucked. Uh, the offense has looked really, really good against a couple of these teams. I don't know if this is one of these spots. I don't think the Titans can win this game. But Derrick Henry's been looking good. They've been using him more in the pass game uh, over the past month. That seems to have worked. He seems like he's rejuvenated. He's having a bit of a foot issue, which is making me nervous. Um, and, yes, the Andy Reid thing, a um, little bit of a distraction week for Andy Reid with the, the legal situation with his son. I didn't take that into account a ton, but it doesn't it doesn't hurt. So this is this is maybe not a big difference from Willis to Tannehill. I don't know. Is I, I know he only threw for 55 yards, but does the game plan change that much? And it just it's always going to be overvalued here now with the Chiefs at the point where if every single shitty gambling shows start talking about Andy Reid off a buy, there's probably going to be just a small modicum of uh, you know inherent value on the other end. Like I I don't think any team in the league should be almost two touchdowns favored over any other team. Truthfully, at home, yes, I get it off the buy that helps, but. Right now, the Titans are a middle-of-the-pack team. The Chiefs are right there towards the top. I have this at, like, nine and a half. So, that's home field advantage is still only, like, 1.7, 1.8. And, yeah, like Randy Mitchell says here, if it – Randy can play quarterback if they're just going to give Henry 30 times, 30 carries. Stack the box. Maybe we get something over the top. I don't know if we'll see Tannehill. I'm not sure if anyone has an, uh, an opinion on that. I don't. I don't know that it matters. It's funny too that the 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 total too has kind of puzzled me. If the if the Titans do end up starting Malik Willis, what would be your game plan? It's the hey Derrick Henry touches the ball a trillion times. We try to have eight minute drives. You know, I know the Chiefs can score and they can score quick, and maybe that's what takes us over the total. But truthfully, I think if the Titans end up with some long field goal drives, this total is doomed to stay under. The only way the Chiefs are going to score, you know, 28, 30 points in this game is if the if the Titans push them. And we saw the offense last week. It was it wasn't great. It was plotting, and it it would just it did just enough because they weren't really getting pushed by what is truthfully now the worst team in the league and in the Houston Texans. But you know, Willis Willis under 0.5 passing touchdowns. Randy says plus 190. Back to the well if he plays. I'm yeah, I'm I'm fine taking uh, the Titans to get to god i don't know what like 14 points here i don't think we need a ton of points to, to cover this i'm i'm fine looking at this under as well but for me to bet twice in a game is unusual and for me to get too excited about a chief's under is even more unusual just based on if things start going well for the titans they punch a couple in the the under might be toast because then the chiefs have to kick it into high gear, reach back into the playbook, pull out the good plays, and then all of a sudden it is, you know, we're looking at a 28-20 game and this one's over the total. So yeah, Drew is still on the phone. He's on a business trip, guys. Sorry. You know? Um we can do we can do AMA. We can do ask me anything. Anyone want to talk? You know, we don't usually do this because we end up with not enough time, but we can talk Monday night. Uh, Ravens are coming off the there's a word for this. The mini the mini maxi buy, the extra super buy, the double coming off a Thursday, heading into a Monday, getting extra time with a experienced coaching staff. Uh, he's not a veteran yet, but a good quarterback, a team that just you know, looked really good in a primetime game. And we've got, you know, uh, a team that's had a shitload of injuries, had to start a couple different quarterbacks, and it still hasn't mattered. The Saints offense keeps trucking. They won a, they won a game where I part of my handicap for that over was, hey, the Saints offense is going to move. The Saints offense is going to be just fine, and – the Raiders should be able to attack this defense, right? Ladmore's out. They should be able to go over the top. They have they have Devontae Adams. They're rested. They have a, a Derek Carr who's a little underrated. My God. I don't know how it all went wrong there, but 
I, I do like the Saints quite a bit. Do we get? Yeah, I think you only get the one taco, Gil, based on how many stolen bases there are. Looks like we haven't had any runs yet in this one. We haven't even have a hit for the Phillies, but Schwarbo's up with two outs. Somebody on. I think you do get the one taco, and really don't go get like if you get in line. The lines are stupid long, and it, a taco costs like eighty nine cents, guys. Go try to spend $28 like I did. Feel like shit all day long. Um, the line has moved a little towards New Orleans. I understand that. Their defense kind of hit and miss for me this year. But the offense, like we've said, doesn't matter who's out there. It seems to still keep humming. I'm glad they've kept Taysom away from starting or playing too much quarterback. He is a an elite weapon out in space. Obviously, he had the one huge game, which was crazy. But I'm, you know. I'm a big Olave guy. I know Kenneth Walker is your your favorite in the clubhouse. I agree with everything Drew said about that. But, man, if he were to – I can't cheer for injuries. I, the only way – I think the only way he doesn't win it is probably some injury stuff. And I can't cheer for that because that's bad karma when I'm waiting on a Powerball winner here. But I think that – there is a decent chance Olave could step in if Kenneth Walker were to miss time or he would start to play poorly because, you know, we can look back at this wide receiver class in a few years. It might be Drake London. It might be Mechie. It might be um, – I can't think of the guy's name up in Tennessee right now. You know, the, we're not even – we're not seeing the best of Drake London because of how the offense is down there. We're not seeing Mechie at all because he, you know, he's gotten ill and we're not seeing – the motherfucker in Tennessee whose name is escaping me right now. But some of the, some of these guys, you know, a couple of years down the road might be awful good. We're just not getting it yet. But for my money right now out of the Traylon Burks, thank you, Dan. For my money right now out of this rookie wide receiver class, motherfucker, Olave, Olave and Pickett. And then, and then there's a gap. There's a decent gap here. So, and Pickett, he has his own pickings. Pickens is his name. Pickett is the problem. You know, I talked about Mechie with the sickness, Burks with the injury, uh, Drake London with the anemic style of offense, but Kenny Pickett might be the problem for Mr. George Pickens, although he did have a, a highlight catch. Wilson, yeah, Wilson, that's fair. Wilson was playing well in New York. He lost some shine because of Brees Hall taking some of that away from him, but um, it, it was fun to bet 30 of these offensive rookie of the year bets over the course of the season. Every, I think every single wide receiver who got drafted made an appearance in the deep dive DGen discord. Somebody bet that Romeo dubs got a bunch of action. I know some people got huge numbers on him. That's unfortunate that that offense stinks. I'm trying to think who else there was. I bet on, uh, whoever Dallas's wide receiver that doesn't get any action. I have a Wandale ticket. That hasn't turned out to do anything. That's crazy how many of those uh, we all bet. But, yeah, Najee, Najee turned poorly. So, And Jalen Tolbert, thank you. Noah Brown, yeah. It, it was Tolbert. Tolbert was who I bet. So, um, Looks like Drew got on a flight. So I don't have any – I didn't take any action – I could I could make a case for New Orleans to be the other side of a teaser getting that number but I do have a lot of respect for you know what Baltimore did and the fact that they're in such a catbird seat for having the you know the 11 days between games that's a big rest spot for a very smart coaching staff so I'm uh I'm staying away from that one altogether we will bet some first touchdown scores Monday on Brown Bank bets I will bet halftime with Drew obviously depending if he's on an airplane or not. And yeah, that's probably all the action. So I never, we never do this, but summing it up because maybe some of you guys hopped in late. I took the Vikings over. I took the bears over. I took the chargers over. I bet the Panthers seven and a half. And I bet the Titans plus 13. So some overs and some ugly, ugly teams for me. And then Drew did talk me into a small position 
on Seattle Moneyline. That was something we'd talked about on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. I got plus 115 on Lovig right now. And then I went over to the book that lets me get minus 110 on my teasers. And I bet a Buffalo minus six and a half, Seattle plus eight teaser. And the secret pod play, I don't know which one. What do you guys think we aligned on the most? It has to be like an agreement between Drew and I. I think we were both pretty keen on maybe Miami. I'm not sure what that team total would be. You're talking a 23 and a 23 and three quarters plus Miami's going to be like 26 to put it up on the bears, but they are at home. So let's go with Miami, Miami team total over. Okay. Everyone just said chargers. It's going to be chargers and we won't tell drew. We'll make drew watch the show. So such is life for him. Tough. Teddy said the kitty, but the milk's still good. Chargers team total over 26 and a half. San Diego Superchargers, they're coming your way. They're going to dazzle you with their play. Thunderbolts and Lightning. God, I love that song. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have to go find that. Hit the like button on the way out. RIP Drew. Hopefully uh, he's okay. Who knows? He could have been a – it was probably airport security. I mean, just look at his hair and how he looks. Like they probably arrested him. Like this is this is a George Young character. He's smuggling drugs. So uh, hopefully he makes it out of the airport prison. All right. We don't need a midnight express situation. And we'll catch you guys Thursday night tomorrow on uh, halftime. And Charles Xavier says Raiders money line for a, a closer before we go. He's a mule. Right. Yeah, shout out to Drew. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. But good looking, but shady looking. Like, he could be a drug mule. <laughs> oh, now he's fat.